This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Welcome to episode 21 of 51st Dates. I'm your host, Jolie Moore. It always remains interesting uh, here in Southern California. Um, Can I tell you, I wish I could get on a plane. Or rather, you know what, I don't want to get on a plane. The people who are flying around now with masks and the hand sanitizer, it looks like zero fun. And uh, I generally don't fly for work too often, so I would just avoid that. That said, I have so many thoughts. So there's a guy in this book, and you know, maybe I'll talk about this later, who I find delightful and quite enjoy, but I have a hard time establishing boundaries with him. And no matter how many conversations I seem to initiate where I discuss that I need boundaries, he he doesn't. He actually doesn't stomp all over them. He tiptoes up to them and then pokes me. And um, I think this week I I hit my wall. Um, You know, he was texting about COVID and movies um, and books and (laughs) exercise. And all I could think of is, okay, we are not friends. Um, And... We have been lovers, but are not right this moment. And I have a lot of friends and actually enjoy lots of intellectually stimulating conversation. And we sometimes have that, but honestly, I don't think we're like friends like that. And so I sent the text. I was just over it. I'm just over it. Um, Probably been isolated too long where I finally said to him, look, if this is like your low-key ask for sex, then that's something we can discuss, um, but we need to have a phone call and uh, figure that out. If indeed all these texts that you're sending me are not about that and not about that rela- that part of the relationship that we used to have, and this is just a rousing discussion about politics and reading and movies and, you know, generally the business of entertainment in LA, then we can also have that conversation. But I need to know what this is about. And um, I'd appreciate that. And I believe I ended the text with your turn. And it's been silent because this is what always happens, which is why I need to not be in this relationship with this guy. It's me pushing, him pulling, me pulling, him pushing, me disappearing, him pushing, me pushing, him disappearing. That is a crap dynamic and I'm totally, totally, totally over it. Either that or I'm annoyed with other people and I'm taking it out on him. I can't decide, but um, after like the 10th text, I was just 
pretty much done with it. I was like, you're not asking me about whether I've been tested for COVID or how I'm doing as like an egalitarian gesture of care. I think you're poking around because you want to have sex. And if that's what you want, then you need to say it. I'm so tired of like these oblique references. I mean, I think, um, I did say a long time ago that I think I value Americans value subtlety and I appreciate subtlety, but sometimes just tell me what you want so I can be clear and how I respond. I'm like, if you want to discuss books, we can discuss digital minimalism or whatever it is. Um, I just read, but if you want to talk about sex and that's a different conversation altogether. And, um, so far it's been silent. I poke the bear and either the bear will go away or the bear will come roaring back. Um, according to a friend of mine, uh, he'll never go away. So we'll see, you know, Speaking of which, I read a book, now it seems like maybe two years ago, called um, Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. I never say it right. Um, And it talks about female sexual response. And it's actually fascinating. I think one of the things or themes that she uh, reiterates throughout the book is that we all, as women, have the same parts, and they're just arranged differently. And it's a matter of figuring out how your parts are arranged. Obviously, you, you only have yours. And um, how to maximize your sexual response. And uh, a friend and I were just talking about that the other day because she gave the books to her, uh, well, not teenage, um, young adult sons. And I was sort of fascinated by it because I find having sex with men to be sometimes a challenge. So there appear to be three different types of men, at least in my experience, um, especially with this little dating um, experiment. The first kind are like, hey, my ex liked A, B, or C. I think all women like that. And you're like, okay, uh, there's so much inappropriate with that. I can't even with that. Um, and then there's like the second type of guy who is like, I like X and, uh, therefore you should, I'm not even sure. They're not even interested in what you want. They're like, I like this. Let me do this. Oh, it's not working for you, but it works for me. And you're like, do you not have empathy? Which maybe they don't. Maybe, maybe they're all sociopaths. I don't know. Um, and then there's like the third kind of guy, which is actually my favorite, um, who is like what do you like? Let's do that. Did you come? Let's discuss what I like. Love that so much. Um, and there, I think in the last couple of years, I've only met two guys like that. Um, the one who's texting, which is why I probably allow that to go on. And, um, another one who, because of travel um, restrictions, I can't see right now, but he texted me last week or whatever, and I thought about it. And I was like, oh, hey, you, it's so nice to hear from you. And he's like, I can't wait to see you. And I was like, I may never get on a plane again ever. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a vaccine. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But um, there should be more guys like that. I mean, the, the X ones, though, I find annoying. Like the second time kind are just selfish. But the ones who are like, oh, my God, there's this one guy. <laughs> and he was like, hey, you know, I had this girlfriend who, in order to have an orgasm, required I go down on her for 90 minutes. By the way, TMI. 
and he was like, I put on Coast F- Coast FM, which is like, I think, easily listening here in Southern California. I don't know. I haven't listened to the radio in years. And I was like, well, that's a lot of information. And he was like, so I'm willing to do that for you. I'm like, I don't need 90 minutes of fucking anything. But hey, that was a lot of information. Or, you know, same guy. He's like, well, my ex, different ex, um, because he talked about all of them too much because he didn't have sufficient boundaries, um, was only like sex in the missionary position. And so um, I'm pretty much used to that. Okay, thanks. Um, Let me discuss what I like. And he's so funny because he's like, he was like, you're just, you're just talking about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm too old to be like mucking around. And he was like, well, isn't the beauty of a relationship like spending your time trying to discover what the other person wants? And I was like, that seems interesting. Or I could just tell you out loud with my words. Um, and then, of course, this is the problem with this guy. And oh, he proceeded to then text me. He's like, well, I sat down and did a personal inventory of everybody I've ever had sex with. Um, there were nine of them. I can give you all their names. Um, and, you know, now that I've thought about it, I and none of them have ever discussed what we wanted in, during sex. You know, we just figured it out. And I, you know, I've always thought of myself as really, really good at it because I was really good at figuring that out. Um, and I'm perplexed why you don't want to do that. And I'm like, I'm not trying to figure things out. It's figured out. Let's discuss. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not open to trying new things or open to a specific uh, how can I say this? Each, you know, sexual encounter with different people are different. So more than willing and open to discuss those things. But um, we could start out with the basis of already knowing what's going on. Anyway, that guy. Oh, anyway, so many, so many guys. But um, we were just talking about this. And I don't know, maybe it's part of a bigger picture of guys but I think what ultimately I'm looking for is somebody who is sort of receptive to me telling them what I like whether it's sex or food or activities or whatever so to be honest like I'm willing to try anything um activities wise sex wise almost anything you know not autoerotic asphyxiation or something that's gonna hurt um, or varsity level kink that uh, I would need some practice. But in, you know, willing to try anything is one thing, but also knowing what you like, there's something to that. And I don't know if I'm, well, the people I'm meeting obviously are the wrong people, are not open to that. It's like, hey, you like this, I like this, let's explore what other things there are. That's all I want. It's actually not even that complicated, but it seems uh, as if maybe in human relationships it is that complicated. I don't know. Anyway, so I am almost ready to get back out there in the dating world, at which point I will have to leave all of these people behind, I think, because uh, all the self-help books suggest that if you're expending emotional energy on these half-assed people, then you can't focus on getting what you want um the other thing i think i'm actually thinking about there's a dating expert named demona hoffman 
and she and some other dating expert were just uh, doing an interview and they both seem to not believe in taking a hiatus from dating um, and in different interviews I think they've both suggested that like you know a hiatus should last like a couple of weeks and I have, I'm thinking a lot about that um, so I'm on a hiatus the hiatus has lasted four and a half months actually exactly um, <laughs> and I well COVID helps a lot in taking a hiatus because there's like <laughs> very little uh, opportunity to go out and meet people but I feel like taking a hiatus is a good idea until you figure out how not to repeat the same mistakes. And I have repeated the same mistakes over and over and over again. And I don't have a big desire to keep repeating those patterns. I want to like take some time, have some introspection, learn what it is that I'm doing that's making me pick the wrong people or ignoring red flags or having insufficient boundaries around relationships or whatever that is. And then um, endeavoring to not fix it because I don't think you can fix it on your own. Uh, My therapist seems to suggest that you can only sort of work on those things in relationship because you need someone to bounce it off of. You can't set boundaries or Uh, monitor your boundaries until you set them and then set them with somebody else and then have those conversations about overstepping or whatever. So I get that. I get that you can only work on relationship in relationship, but I don't want to enter into any more relationships with guys who just don't get it. You know, a friend said to me this week that the only thing she wants is a guy who is as strong as she is. And I was like, I think I agree with you. And the other thing I think I want is I want somebody who, this is so weird to say this, can take care of themselves. Um, I'm not interested in stepping into the role vacated by the previous woman. And I am kind and generous, but I really don't want to run anybody's life. I mean, I think I said to her this week, I agree with you, but I also don't want to infantilize or enable or whatever it is that gets me people who are, who date me and then want me to balance their checkbook, pick their clothes, help them clean their house, figure out their career issues, help them get out stains, tell them when they need to throw groceries, groceries, throw food out in the fridge and all sorts of things where I'm like, these are some like life issues and you should have figured this out by now. You're not 16 and or 18 or whatever, like past, I don't know, 23. I think you should figure out many, many of these things like how to run a laundry machine, you know, or whatever. And I just want like a fully fledged adult who is financially responsible and able to like go to the store and on their own and get gas on their own and figure out how to pay their bills on time and just like some basics um and then we can like hang out and do fun stuff and not have a lot of conversations about what to do if you get sun poisoning so uh I don't know. <laughs> COVID's been hard. I think I've been alone way too long. But um, I think the next chapter is about flying. So 
let's get ready to uh, get into chapter 20. Chapter 20, about to jet set, April 5. In the last months, I've thought my weekend should be titled Waiting for Classic Car Guy. Friday afternoon, around 2.30, he called. Honey, I have a few errands to run, then I'll head out your way. Now, for me, with a very tight relationship to time, that would mean I would be at someone's house at 3.30, maybe 4. But I had to build in time for him, and I put his arrival at around 6. He was 7 minutes early. I was starting to get it. Classic car. I'm ready to eat, FYI. I'm hungry, sweetheart. Me? Of course. Want to eat out or order in? Classic car. How about if you and I go out, stretch our legs? Me? Okay. We'll Uber when you get here. Classic car. Is there a Korean barbecue near your place? I feel like some protein. Me? Near? Well, not too far. I have favorites. Classic car. How does Korean sound to you? Me? Lovely. It's my favorite foreign cuisine. Classic car. No, it's not. Me? What is? Classic car. A little birdie told me you have a sweet tooth for Salvadorian. Which classic car guy was on his father's side. He had a way of being especially endearing when I least expected it. I'll swear to you that from the moment he walked in, I had to try hard not to jump him. He had just cut about six inches from his hair and ended well below his shoulders and suited him, but there was little that didn't suit him. In his nearly 40 years, he'd earned a certain confidence. I may have kissed him hello more than a few times at the back door before I ordered us an Uber to one of my favorite Korean barbecue joints and ushered him through my front door. We were really lucky because the wait for Korean barbecue on any night, much less a Friday, was usually well past a half hour, but tonight it was less than 10 minutes. After we were seated and the grill set to fire, classic car guy threw up his hands and professed to be a true Korean barbecue amateur. You order. What do you like? Not that there were thousands of choices. I picked one of the better barbecues, but with a simple three-item combo menu. Some of the higher-end places featured dozens of meats in dazzling combinations. I was more interested in having a good time than feeding my foodie cred. Meat? Chicken? He said. Great. I'll pick something you love. I ordered all pork, belly, collar, bean face stew. So how are you, he asked, giving me what he would later call the Salvadoran stare. It wasn't so much a stare as it was a face open with interest in what I had to say. It was both heartwarming and discomfitting at the same time. It was like looking into the sun, but in a completely different way than when I was looking at Thunderbolt. When Classic Car Guy was looking at me across the table, I could see his adoration for me on his face, and I didn't know what to do with it. No one had ever really looked at me that way before in all my years. Romance heroines were really good, I thought, at accepting love. In real life, it wasn't so easy. Sometimes I think I've become a tour guide into my world for Classic Car Guy. He loved the food and was massively enthusiastic about it. The way he'd asked in the text, I really thought he had a love of Korean barbecue. Then I thought more about it and it dawned on me. I'd said a week or more back in my own text that I really loved Korean barbecue. It hadn't been the first time i talked about my love of Korean food, probably going back that midnight run to the Sundubu Tofu house. I realized that he wasn't much out to please himself, but to please me. It worked very well. He was in a walking and talking mood after dinner, so I did something I'd probably done never. We walked in Los Angeles. Our restaurant was on 6th, so we hung a left and went south to Wilshire Boulevard. I'd driven on the street thousands of times, but it was fun experiencing life on foot. 
He held my hand or held me close wherever we went. He was even so chivalrous as to move me closer when people were passing, or to switch sides when we encountered a careening man. We didn't walk the whole way, but Udred back the remaining two miles to my apartment. He took off his shoes and stacked them neatly by the door. I appreciated that he honored my preference for no shoes in my house. Though he'd been up since 4 a.m., he still wanted to hang out a bit before turning in. I asked him what he wanted to watch, and he picked Netflix. Comedy, I asked. We'd watched it before, and we both liked stand-up. I thricked through a lot of people neither of us wanted to see before I ended up on Kevin Hart. Yes or no, I asked. You pick, honey. I think he's always entertaining. I watched his last special, and I don't quite get it. He's huge, one of the highest-paid comedians, but his humor doesn't spark with me, I said. I like the old guard best, he said. Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Early Eddie Murphy, George Carlin. Who doesn't, I said. But I don't think a lot of them are on Netflix. I stopped talking and pressed play. Kevin Hart was entertaining, but after his hour, I was more interested in getting into bed. After my last two conversations about sex with Thunderbolt, I was trying to pinpoint whether or not I wanted sex with Classic Car Guy to be different. The bottom line was that Classic Car Guy was not much into foreplay. A lot of kissing, a little touching, and he was always ready and eager to enter me. It was weird, though, because from someone else, I'd really need more. More of everything. But there was something about him that got me hot and bothered just being within 10 feet of him. I can only recall being that attracted to someone, and that had been when I was 17. After Classic Car Guy entered me, though, he had amazing stamina. He could go a good 10 minutes. That part felt amazing. Then, not ten minutes after I came, he was ready to do it again. Only the second time, he always lasted even longer. I don't know if it was fair to compare that to Thunderbolt's new A-game. For now, both worked. Even breathing into my hair told me that Classic High was drifting off. It was our first weekend together, and I'd been thinking about what we could do that would be fun. I kind of wanted to keep him in bed, like I'd threatened, but I kind of wanted to be out and about with him. I'd already knew he was fun at home. After a big yawn, I turned my head so he could hear me. Would you like to go? I started. His breathing changed, and I could feel his head shifting on the pillow. Go? To the beach tomorrow? A big sigh huffed from his chest. I thought you were asking me to leave. No, never, I said, then turned and kissed him. This was the part I couldn't explain to Thunderbolt. What it was like caring for the feelings of someone who'd been asked to go one too many times in his life. The beach, yeah, that sounds like fun. Between sex and showers and me whipping up a batch of chocolate chip banana muffins, it took us a bit to get to my car. We cruised to the beach down Santa Monica Boulevard. Sometimes I forget that 90% of the people we encounter in the service industry speak Spanish. That's just the way it is in California, for better or worse. Classic Car Guy navigated in an entirely different world than I. He spoke Spanish to everyone. The Uber drivers, the woman who gave us the tickets for beach parking, Bussers, waiters, cleaners, everyone. I can speak Spanish, but rarely do. Usually only when necessary, when that's the only common language I share. The life he lives is slightly different than mine for a host of reasons, language among them. We paid the exorbitant highway robbery parking fee the city of Santa Monica extorts as the weather warms. Then we walked by the water all the way to Venice. He sought out some mural of Jim Morrison that he'd heard about. Then we went to lunch. My ex would have lost his shit over lunch. Crowded beach seating, so-so service, and a quintessentially American menu would have pushed him over the edge from a barely tolerable companion to me wanting to do whatever I could to rush things along and get back home where I could escape to the confines of my office. Classic Car Guy was the opposite. 
he did the things he often did, switch around the chairs so we were sitting closer together and not across from each other. We talked about everything and nothing. We shared food without controversy. He made me laugh. He made me feel cherished. I took some lovely pictures of him that day in front of that Jim Morrison mural and in front of a Burt Reynolds one from the Smokey and the Bandit era. He even took the best selfie of us, one I shared with all my friends, who said I looked happier in that picture than they'd ever seen me. It's true. I look spectacular in that picture. We'd happened upon a drum circle in the Venice Beach sand. We stayed for an hour or so listening to the insistent drum beat of amateurs coming together in rhythm. This is a beautiful thing, he said. He was right. It was just the right tone for our last weekend together. Then his phone blew up. He wasn't one to answer, but today he did. What's going on, I finally asked. Normally I didn't, but this was a lot, even for him. I should tell you what's going on. His tone told me that what followed wasn't going to be good. Oh, okay, I said. We were walking back from Venice, crossing over toward the Santa Monica Pier. We sat for a second on one of the concrete benches along the sand. My ex has been hiding my kids. I nodded. That explained a lot. He talked about them, but didn't see him that I could figure. Where? I asked. Mexico, I think. I hired a private investigator. She says she found them. That's huge. She wants me to come see her first thing in the morning. Yes, I had the very selfish thought that our weekend was ending early. Obviously, I didn't express any of that. Instead, we drove home while he talked about us having summer plans, going to festivals and the like. I always loved hearing this talk, but haven't ever believed it, because he talks a good game, but never makes a great plan. He'd even taken a year-long leave of absence from work, didn't have his kids with him, yet I was lucky to see him one day every couple of weeks. I was starting to realize that I wanted more from a relationship. When we got to my place, he wrapped his arms around me and looked down at me. When are you going? I asked, though I knew the answer. My time with him was coming to a close. This 24 hours was the longest I'd ever had. Now. I thought I could get you to have a quickie, I said, only 1% joking. Can't, honey. Then we kissed a good long time, but no quickie was forthcoming. This man had boundaries of steel. He carefully packed his overnight bag and was gone before the sun was set. I wanted him to be with his kids. That was important for both him and them, I assumed. Though, like his felony conviction, I thought there was probably a lot more to the story. April 15. After dealing with my accountant and my ex and e-filing our joint taxes in another time zone, I needed a breather. I propped up my iPad and opened Netflix. I was really touched to find a list of shows and comedy specials on my list. Then I remember in exchange, Classic Gar Guy and I had after muffins. I'm going to jump in the shower really quickly. Then we can go. Cool, I'd asked. While you shower, can you show me how to operate the remote? I want to watch TV. He'd never asked before, but I pointed to the relevant buttons and handed him the remote, not thinking too much about it. When I was dressed, I came out to the living room. He was texting, and there wasn't anything happening on the screen. Did you find anything to watch? No, not really, he said, then powered off the set. Until tax day, I hadn't thought about that exchange ever again. Not until I'd found all the shows I'd wanted to see conveniently at the top of the screen. During that last weekend together, I'd shared the same observation I'd mentioned to all my friends. Netflix had some great content, if you could find it. I never had the patience to find it. Classic Car Guy had done it for me, though. Found it and marked it. That was almost as good as a hot breakfast.
God, the first thing I think is tax day with my ex. We're coming up on yet another one in same shit, different year. Um, for a whole bunch of reasons, my ex and I are still not divorced and they're dealing with yet another tax filing. I swear to God, I do not enjoy this. Anyway, different conversation. So, can I just say, I think I have much better standards now. I cannot believe how little it takes or took to impress me. He made me a meal. He put my favorites on my Netflix list or watch list or whatever it's called. I don't know. And um, actually, I don't even know if those are still there. I still don't watch it very often because I, I, I can't deal with scrolling through Netflix. I mostly watch Hulu. Um, I don't know. This guy, classic car guy. Okay. So the kidnapping. <laughs> Because, you know, a felony conviction isn't enough where I think he engaged in some uh, vehicular homicide, which, by the way, I never did look up. But this kidnapping thing. So I look this up later. I waver between, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I waver between people telling me about themselves and me taking a deep dive into uh, the internet. I am... I have superior sleuthing skills, and so I don't do it because it's just too much. I mean, I would know what they, they ate for breakfast if, like, it was left up to me. So I, um, this guy, okay, so, okay, he was supposed to spend the weekend, so he came on Friday, and theoretically he was going to leave on Sunday, um, but he had to leave on Saturday night so he could get home early enough to get up in the morning and see this investigator. To be honest, um... I think some of this is bullshit. I still don't know about this guy. I have so many thoughts. Um, part of me was like, does he really have like another lady at home? And that's ultimately what I was missing about him. But I don't, actually, I don't even know if that's true. I mean, I can't figure that out. Um, I'll think about that more later because um, I think there are more there are more chapters. Okay, the kidnapping. Okay, so according to him, he and his ex got divorced and then she absconded with the children. I never asked in the beginning of the relationship when he saw his children. And I think now I would certainly ask. Um, I asked subsequent people that I dated who had children, like what the custody schedule is and what the arrangements were. Um, because I think I would want to be with somebody who didn't see their children ever um, but if it's going to be something where like, you know, they're living with their ex and their children, I don't want to date him either. Uh, <laughs> whatever. So, he, okay. So his story was that, you know, they got divorced and she took the kids. But later, um, I looked up the actual court records, not in detail, just the preliminary, uh, information. And basically what happens was, what happened was she filed for divorce he never showed up. And despite the court giving him like a thousand chances over like two years. And so she ended up with an uncontested divorce. And when you end up with an uncontested divorce and you're the filing spouse, you get everything you ask for because the other person didn't appear. So presumably she got full custody of the kids. And from what I can piece together, he would see them from time to time. And then 
at some point she was like, I'm moving um, and I'm taking them and to hell with you. Whether she went to Mexico or not, I don't know. When he found her, she was in San Diego or... No, San Diego County. Um, and I think... And so then, like, he spent all this time... I think he hired a lawyer trying to alter the custody schedule. And I uh, suspect... Okay, so post-decree modifications... <laughs> are uh, more difficult because the court's always like, if you're so interested, where were you? But with children, there's a lot more leniency than there would be with like property or something else because, you know, children are an ongoing thing. So I don't know. And then also like what private investigator is he seeing on a Sunday morning? Like it didn't add up. Um, and the reason we we're going to spend the weekend together is because I was about to fly out of town uh, for a couple weeks, I think for spring break. Um, and so I'd sort of envisioned this lovely weekend that we're going to spend together, like leisurely, no rushing, and it would be a great send off. So, of course, with him and his like, by the way, did I already mention he has two phones? I never quite figured that out. Um, do, you know, him having to rush off it, like pretty abruptly. So we came back from the beach and we're sitting in my kitchen and he's like, OK, got to go back. And he packed up his stuff and like, you know, walked out the door. And it was so abrupt um that i suspect there's more going on which is why i had started to suspect maybe there's some other woman or i couldn't quite figure it out and i still haven't uh to this day but it was i don't know how to explain it like on the one hand he was like generous with his time and attention and kind and then on the other hand um as you'll know from way in the beginning when i should not have gone out with somebody who stood me up for date number two um, just another push pull, just another, like, I want you, I want you, I want you, I'm going to disappear. And it's a dynamic I don't love, but seem to attract and would not like to attract anymore. Um, so that was it. I mean, you know, so he made me a hot breakfast and he put movies on Netflix, but that cannot be the sum total of a relationship. And the fact that now from the future, I thought that those were like great acts of kindness tells you the kind of deprivation from which I came. And now I think, oh my God, if they can take care of themselves and they do me a kindness, that would be huge. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at XO Jolie Moore, and on all social media at the same handle, XO Jolie Moore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week. <laughs>